Hey everybody, welcome to 48 Minutes, the trade deadline recap and all-star weekend preview show all in one. It's weird that we can have that now with the way the NBA does the scheduling, but I'm excited for it. Tim Daniel here, holding it down as always with Mr. Sean Mackey. What's going on, Tim? Hey buddy, how are you? I'm good, man, for uh, a Tuesday. Yeah, we're recording a day early, but we'll still put this up Friday because... Our listeners were not a big fan last week of not being up on Friday, apparently. Um, <laughs> but we had to get something in before the deadline, so it's all right. That's uh, right. Yeah, so those who are listening and realizing Alex isn't here again, you're correct. Alex and his wife, Grace, have welcomed their baby boy into the world, finally. So Alex, Grace, congratulations. We're so pumped for you. I know the whole 48 Minutes team has reached out to you guys, so... Congrats, guys. We're so happy. And, Alex, we can't wait to have you back on the show. But enjoy being a dad for, for, for your first couple weeks, man. It's pretty awesome that you get to do this. It's wild. It's wild. Think about how much the three of us, so when we started the show, we're about a year and a half now. Yeah. How much our lives have changed in that I year know. and a half. I know. Pretty drastically. For sure, man. Like, I'm buying a house. You both got married. Yeah, he's had Alex having has had a kid. It's not having anymore. Yeah, like yeah. well, he could he could very well have another one like immediately. True. <laughs> yeah, that that dude's gonna have a whole litter. Watch him. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sean, now to get to the basketball part of forty eight minutes, which you can check out every week on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. You can also check our website out, 48minutesnetwork.com, where you can see Sean and I doing extensive coverage of NKU men's basketball. And, you know, teams here and there that also give us credentials. Unfortunately, we are not working Xavier this week. I worked very hard to get those credentials, but they were full. I guess that's what happens when you're the number three team in the country. But that's cool because we got one at least. And we're going to keep trying for that for sure and try to get it out there. But, Sean, the trade deadline has come and gone. And it was nuts. In a matter of an hour, the Cleveland Cavaliers completely changed their roster. Uh, Emmanuel Moutier is taking his time in New York now. Doug McDermott is a maverick. He's been traded four times, three times since the trade deadline last year. Um, gosh, so much stuff happened. Joe Johnson's a rocket. Dude, what a crazy day. And obviously, like, the team to talk about is going to be the Cavaliers because we were recognizing uh, from a distance, obviously, how bad things were getting there. Every NBA fan or podcaster was talking about it forever. And I think we were at the point where we were burnt out and talking about how bad they were. So... They, so Kobe Altman, Dan Gilbert and company recognized how bad their team was. They were like podcasters. We got you. We're going to change things up a bit. LeBron hits the buzzer beater that night against Minnesota that we record right before the deadline. And all of a sudden we wake up in the afternoon, Isaiah Thomas is gone. Channing Fry is gone. We're like, okay, so they're getting Jordan Clarkson. They're getting Larry Nance. I like that. That's huge. That's awesome. And then later on in that same day, <laughs> they make the Kings three-way deal with the with the Jazz where Jay Crowder and Derrick Rose are going to ship to Utah. And George Hill and Rodney Hood come to town. So, wow, man. Um, what, well, you know, when, that's the first kind of my first reaction. Was, I was blown away because I'd never seen a team make moves like that so fast at the deadline. And then, of course, Dwayne Wade gets traded to Miami. Uh, which was awesome. That was a really cool scene. His uh, when he got, when he got checked in the game for his first time back there. So starting with the Cavaliers, before we get to the other moves, because they obviously they're the ones that are most important with all the moves they made. What were your thoughts when everything happened and went down? Well, when you guys, st- I don't see. I have Woj uh, Twitter updates sent directly to my text messaging, so I get them immediately on my phone, so I can see them. So because I don't like. Twitter's, uh, I don't like Twitter's notifications at all. I can't stand them. It drives me absolutely nuts. So, but for some reason, this last week, they stopped coming through on text, and it stopped the day before the trade deadline. So, you guys started texting me. I was out to lunch with my boss, and about, you know, 12.30, everything started, like, happening all at once. I mean, it was just, like, someone, someone, like, unplugged a drain and just everything just started flowing really quickly. And, I mean, it's it's mind-boggling to me how a team was able to completely reshape their roster in a matter of a few minutes. Um, like you said, getting 
Nance and Clarkson was huge. Um, getting Isaiah Thomas, who was obviously a bad egg, off the team. Uh, I thought that that was great. And from what I understand, a lot of stuff's coming out about Dwayne Wade also being a bad egg on that team and him being kind of a uh, a locker room lawyer room is what well. I heard. Yeah. What was that? A locker room lawyer was what I was heard him describe. Locker room as. lawyer. And you know, and I think uh, I think LeBron and, and Dwayne Wade's friendship. Uh, I mean, I don't think it really mattered at all. And it was, he, I, I'm curious as to exactly how much communication went to LeBron James before this happened. Did any? Did you know? Did anyone know what was going to happen? Like, is this just this is a true hail mary for the Cleveland front office? It really was, and it looks like so far they've done a hell of a job because you know, like you said, they won that game the night before. Spirits were high. Then, you know, they had the blowout win the other night against the Boston Celtics, uh, which was really, really showing. Um, so, it's crazy, man. I mean, this is a team, like I said, now my, my prediction is totally, uh, it's totally back in line right now. I mean, yeah. Cavs, Cavs for the title, man. Because, I mean, it was not alive a week ago at all. We, I mean, that would have been crazy to think that. But they had to do something. I, I mean, I had faith that they were going to do something pretty big just because of, I mean, it's never, the noise was never as loud as it was last week. Yeah, man. And if, I mean, I woke up in the morning, I remember I was at the gym and I was doing, uh, I was on the bike and I was looking at Woj tweets and he's talking about the Cavs are in the market right now. They're talking to Charlotte about Kemba Walker and that's like, Ooh, okay. And then it's Cavaliers continuing to discuss um, George Hill. And then I'm like, Oh, this is good. So apparently the Jordan Clarkson deal, just him, was talked about for weeks with the Lakers. And um, apparently it was after the Magic game that it went from just kind of like a, hey, you want to move Clarkson? And maybe to, okay, how can we get Jordan Clarkson? So I thought that was kind of interesting. You know, it obviously turns out the deadline. Um, and, you know, you mentioned it. That Celtics game, you know, obviously the Timberwolves buzzer beater that was LeBron's best game of the year. Um, and I... Uh, <laughs> very telling that when they're celebrating, Isaiah is not recognized at the end there. It's just LeBron, I think, Tristan Thompson. Um, then there's the, the Atlanta game where LeBron has a triple-double. He has 19 assists, his career high. And you're like, oh, MVP LeBron's coming back. And then the Celtics game happens, like you mentioned. And it was just... So here's what's amazing to me. So George Hill looked pretty good in that game. Um, you could tell he's still kind of getting the hang of leading the team. Um, I really like that he has accepted that he's not going to be a ball-dominant guard there. And he's, you know, really going to take that for a full full advantage. Um, Jordan Clarkson, obviously, looked awesome off the bench. Shetty Osman, you know, minus that missed dunk, I think looks pretty good. I think he could end up being a pretty good player for the Cavs, a good role player. I don't know if he'll ever be a star for them by any means. But, dude, J.R. Smith has found his shot again, and this team doesn't have Kevin Love again yet. Yes, that's something we're all forgetting about is Kevin Love coming back, and they will be downright dangerous again right as soon as they get uh, you know Kevin Love back. Um, I like Clarkson coming off the bench for them a lot. A, a lot of people have problems with his game. I've always really enjoyed his game. I mean, he's a scorer. That's what he's for there sure. to do. I mean, he's not a pass-first guard or anything, but they need that kind of offense coming off the bench. Um, so I think that was great. And... Uh, also, uh, kudos to Magic Johnson and uh, Rob Palenka for uh, for getting rid of some contracts, also and setting themselves up for some uh, an exciting future. I think as well. I think that's not being talked about enough. I think uh, them getting they they had a power forward glut. Uh, I mean the uh, the talks about Julius Randle getting moved. Um, you know, I I still don't see them re-signing him long term. They could, but I doubt it. But I mean, they've really set themselves up for something pretty cool in the future yeah man for sure um i don't think i know a lot of people are making that joke on twitter that the cavaliers just helped the lakers get money to get lebron but i don't think he's going there man i think that this i I think think this really helped this obviously really helped the case for him to stay it maybe not for a max but maybe a year or two and just see how it plays out especially because jordan clarkson signed for a long time larry nance signed for a couple years yeah, I don't think people understand this Cavs team is not a, a exact, not just in win now, but even if LeBron does leave this team, 
they have a lot of things. I mean, they have they have a they have a playoff roster without him, and they're a championship yes. contender with him. Yes, I think uh, you know you get a a decent small forward in there. Besides, of course, LeBron. If he leaves, I think uh, I think you're right back in the mix for anything. They got younger. They're still not super young. I mean, they still got Kyle Korver on that team. Um, I really, I'm always kind of concerned about Tristan Thompson's production. And when the team's doing well, he typically does well. If the team's not doing well, he is not. Right. He just he just kind of rides the wave of the team. So I'm a little bit concerned about him going into the playoffs. Uh, but Larry Nance Jr. on the Cavs is just so cool, mainly because, you know, his dad was there, was the first... Uh, Dunk Play contest dunk winner. Twitter, yeah. Yeah, so I mean that's uh did and, and is he, he's in the dunk contest this year, right? He is, yeah. That's, I was that's, uh That's awesome. Apparently Dan Gilbert asked if he wanted to wear twenty two like his dad, and he said no. He, what are the what are the odds of him putting on number twenty two before doing the dunk contest? I'm sure that'll happen. <laughs> um that'd be cool. What if he wore his dad's Phoenix jersey? Wouldn't that be sweet? <laughs> Even more funny, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um so you know we can talk about the, we're going to talk about the Cavs a lot more obviously because they're a contender now. I mean they're they're back to what we thought they were going to be and they're better. Uh, they're young again, which is cool, and I think that's that's what makes it exciting. But let's talk about um, let's talk about some of the other moves, man. Um, how about the Bulls making some decent okay moves, obviously to clear some space, get rid of some contracts, um, get some okay you know talents while they're they're in the building process. Getting a guy like Noah Vonleh, I, I really like them getting him. Um, obviously, Jameer Nelson's bull tenure is up there with the greats of J.R. Smith and Jose Calderon. And Howard Isley. Yeah, Jose Calderon. Yes. Of, uh, you know, no games. So, yes. uh, and then, of course, they go and they win Friday night in Butler's return game where Zach Levine drops a bunch of points. They need to stop winning. They, You know, I'm, I'm happy that Zach Levine's playing really well, They're, but they got to quit winning. No, no. I mean, let, let me tell you something. They're, I, I think they're going to get a good draft pick regardless of the situation this year. Um, I'm not super duper impressed with this draft class yet. I mean, there's definitely a few good guys that you want to get, but like, there's like eight good guys. Yeah, but I, I, I don't know, man. I, I'm just there's nothing that's like blowing me away this year. You know what I mean? You have not watched enough DeAndre Ayton then. I, I just I just can't get excited about college basketball until the tournament, man. So it's like we endless. cover college basketball. I know, I know, but you know, I we're, we're covering we're covering a small team though right now. <laughs> yeah. So who who are playing awesome, by the way? They are, man. They're fun. They're they're a lot of fun. So it you know if it, I was I was I've been very very impressed with Northern Kentucky University at, at this time. They're really really a fun team. You're gonna watch um, Friday night when they're on national TV. Uh, no, probably not, because I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to Florida this weekend. Yeah, so, that's right. So, yeah, this has been, this, so I'm actually probably not going to watch any of All-Star Weekend, which sounds ridiculous, but I'm probably going to miss all of it. But, uh, I'm going on to Miami this next week, so it's like, you know, Miami dunk contest. <sighs> you just see what Dwayne Wade did, you know, you're like... F this Midwest shit. I'm going to Miami. Hey, I understand Dwayne Wade completely. <laughs> Me like, too. Like, like, like those smiles when he got off that plane. It's like, I get you, dude. I understand. <laughs> I understand going back. <laughs> I wouldn't want to go anywhere either. Um, but yeah, trading away Miritich's contract for the Bulls was huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got rid of him, and they got another draft pick, and they're probably going to get. An, they'll probably so they'll probably have two draft picks in the first round this year, which will be incredible for them. And that uh, Pelicans pick right now is a lottery pick too. It's a yeah. But it's uh, it's protected to what? Is it top five? Top three. Top three. Okay, so that's that, that's pretty awesome. So I'm I'm very excited for that. Also, uh, good for Miritich. You know, he's getting some more playing time too. He's not competing with Laurie Markkinen, and uh, you know that team's uh, that team's going to be really fun in a couple of years if everybody stays healthy. Yeah, I agree. You know, especially I I never thought I'd say this, but man, I miss Chris Dunn. Like I really miss him. I did too. I think. Who Jer- am I? I think Jaron Grant has been a very good, serviceable backup point guard. Like he's yeah. played really well down this stretch, but he is not. You know, he's what he is. What he is. 
Yeah, I mean, the I mean, Laurie Markkinen's numbers have have went down <laughs> since Chris Dunn has left. So, and on top of that, I mean, he has you know he's played with Levine as well. So, right. I mean, it. I think it'll work its way out, but they could they could still. I I like to see them having some uh, team building moments in these wins, which they're having. So, but they're also losing too, so that's good too. So yeah, it's kind of one of the things you don't want to win too much. You guys are doing well, <laughs> but you know so. Someone who's, I'm surprised that some NBA executive has not written the book on how to properly tank yet and put it like a, like you can't find it at Barnes & Noble. The, the, the <laughs> <laughs> well, and the book needs to be by Sam Hinkie and... Uh, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, so uh, who, who else did we have that was traded? We had Drug, Doug McDermott was traded. Yeah, he was, that, was a de- and, that was a pretty big deal too. Where Emmanuel Moutier goes to the Knicks. Uh, Doug McDermott goes to the Mavs. And Devin Harris goes to the Nuggets, which I love Devin Harris and the Nuggets. Yes, yes. I love that as well. Um, one thing I was really surprised about after I got back from covering the NKU game on uh, Saturday night, I turned on a Dallas Mavericks game, and I totally forgot that Doug was traded. And they're like, Doug McDermott's taking the ball. I'm like, what? And like Sarah's like, Doug McDermott's playing in Dallas? And I'm like, yep. I was like, I, I didn't even know where he went. I knew he got traded, but, like, I had no idea. So um, that was uh, that was kind of interesting to see him in, in another jersey again. God, he's just been traded so many times. Um, so uh, let's talk about the Jazz. Yeah, let's talk about that, man. Let's, let's talk about the Jazz, man. I think that Jay Crowder could not have gone to a better place. Yes, I think this is actually a pretty good fit for him. For sure, because the way that Quinn Schneider's team plays defense, he's perfect for that. Yeah, yeah, and man, Donovan Mitchell. Wow. Yeah. None of us, none of us knew he was going to be this good, right? I knew he'd be good, but not like this. Yeah, I mean, he's he's really good. He's not going to win Rookie of the Year, but he he's probably going to come in second place. I think he has a pretty good shot, honestly. I still vote for Simmons, but if Mitchell got it, I wouldn't be upset or surprised. I, I think it's going to be about making the playoffs. If Philly makes the playoffs, I think Simmons gets it, regardless of, of circumstance of what Donovan Mitchell does. Well, but, yeah, but Utah's not exactly far out anymore after this 10-game win streak. No, and I will say this. I mean, their best player walked out the door this last summer, and they have... They have overachieved, and they are well-coached. I think that, that Quinn Snyder, if they can make it to the playoffs, I think he should be definitely in talks for Coach of the Year. Because he is, he has been handed some of the weirdest players to to make a team out of, and, you know, they, what have they won, five in a row right, recently? They've won ten in a row. They've won ten in a row, that's right. Okay, it's ten. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm behind. They're, uh, uh, they're playing out of their minds right now. They're playing out of their minds Ricky right Rubio now. Ricky Rubio looks like the, ki- the guy you read about in Spain all those years. Yes, God, he was like a, uh, he was like a, like a, a legend. Like, he just didn't, you, you know, he was, you'd, you'd hear these stories about him, like, man, when's he gonna come over? When's he gonna come over? You know, you heard things in, in Slam Magazine about him, and, like, he's here, finally, ten years later, and <laughs> he's, like, on this perfect team for himself, and I, I love him in a Jazz jersey. It's our generation's Arvita Sabonis. That's, yeah. <laughs> sort of, sort of, yes, yes. So, uh, I'm really happy for them, though. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, uh, he's really dragging that team up, and on, well, they're just they're just playing out of their mind. The whole team's playing out of their mind. Um, and I was surprised to see Derek Favors not get traded. I mean, that was something I thought was going to happen. Yeah, I, I thought the same thing. I thought he was going to be a guy that was out there, especially when Bryce Johnson got moved. I was like, well, mm-hmm. that's. I was like, that probably puts a guy like Favors up there for sure. Um, I think that you know Utah really did. A, you know, the trade they made, dropping what they did, um, was huge for them. I think it's funny that George Hill was in a trade for the for the Jazz, and he wasn't traded from the Jazz after just playing for them last year. So that was pretty funny to me. Um, you know, and then they obviously they get Rose, they release some, which makes a ton of sense because he probably has no service for them without any defensive ability. But yeah, 10 straight for them is huge, man. I'm really excited for that. And 
I think, you know, Donovan Mitchell's led the way. This is a team that played a while without Rudy Gobert, and now they're back in the race. Yeah, they're they're in really good shape. Um, they seem to keep plugging along. I mean, people are comparing them to, you know, what the Heat did last season at the end of the year, and I think uh, I think they're doing well. I think they need to just keep chugging along, you know, and um, Mitchell turned out to be a total draft steal, and... Uh, you know, and and he's gonna be at uh he's gonna be at All Star Weekend, isn't he? Yeah, he's in the dunk contest and the skills the competition. Contest. He's doing both. Yeah, I really that, that's rare that they they let someone do that typically. I know. So with that being said, Sean, let's talk about the All Star All Star Weekend. One of our favorite weekends for sure. On Court yes. Stormers this week, we talked a lot about our favorite uh, All Star memories. So that episode will be up probably the day before this one goes up. As I am, I am producer for forty eight minutes right now. Everyone pray for me. Um, <laughs> and so let's talk. Uh, let's talk about the skills challenge, man. So the two thousand eighteen Taco Bell skills challenge participants, Sean. On the guard side, on the little man side, we have Spencer Dinwiddie, Joel Embiid, Al Horford, Lori Barkinen, Buddy Heald, Jamal Murray, Andre Drummond. And Lou Williams. I think that that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Those are all a bunch of talented guys. Spencer Didwitty has been phenomenal. I would, If he had made the All-Star team, I would have been shocked. And let's not forget the Bulls cut him for Michael Carter-Williams. Yes, yes. <laughs> so if we just want to keep bringing up bad, bad Bulls memories of personnel decisions. Um, well, well, he's on the nets right now, so that's, that's inflating some stats. Yeah. Where Jaleel Okafor is literally making that Cavs pick better because he is a minus seventy seven yeah, when he's on the floor. God, of the Nets. he's bad. God. <laughs> oh, it's so terrible. So in that group, man, I'm gonna be biased. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be very partial. I'm picking Lori Barkin in the win the skills competition. Um, yeah, I guess I would probably agree with you. It's usually someone uh, kind of out of left field who ends up winning the thing. Yeah, Porzingis uh, won last year. Porzingis won last year. I think Laurie Markkinen has the has the touch to win that competition. Uh, it'd be nice to see the Bulls get it again because you know Derek won it the first year that he was in it, so that would be fun. Um, I don't know though. It I, I'm gonna go between him and uh, I'll go with Joel. He's a savage. So yeah, I just I he he could do it. He could do it. Um, I want to see Lori, but I, I think I'm, my my gut tells me to pick Joel Embiid in that one, um, just because he wants to make a big deal out of it afterwards. Yeah, you're probably right. That's probably something where I, I could only imagine not only the Instagram post but the location of the Instagram post after that, because he has a tendency to do that thing where he has <laughs> like the funny yes. post there. Um, other match, other thing to look forward to. We have Team USA versus the uh, the world. Obviously, Team USA is supposed to be led by Lonzo Ball, um, and I don't think that's happening because he hasn't played for a while. So. No, he's uh, he's not coming back until after All Star Weekend, so he will not be participating. Yeah, have they put Jaron Fox in that game yet? Has he taken that role yet? Uh, he should be. Yeah, if he isn't, uh, well, let me let me just double check here because I'm I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of curious here. Well, the world gonna... team is stacked. Yes, <laughs> with Embiid, Simmons, Markkinen, um Jamal Murray, there's, who was the MVP of the game last year, is the uh, is the rookie challenge. I'm sorry, the the USA Rising Stars Challenge. Rising Stars Challenge. That's what we call it now. It's not the Schick rookie game like it was in 1998. No, it's not the greatest game of all time anymore. <laughs> I don't. So the world I don't particularly like that, but <laughs> yeah. So the world team is Bogdan Bogdanovich of the Kings, Dylan Brooks of the Grizzlies, who I like a lot. Embiid, Buddy, Markinen, Jamal Murray, Frankie Nitikina, Demodis Sabonis, Darius Sarch, and Ben Simmons. The world team has three Sixers. They've already won. The United States team, which is Lonzo Ball, who is hurt. Like we said, will probably not be participating more than likely. Malcolm Brogdon, who's hurt. Who's hurt. Will not be participating. Uh, Jalen Brown, John Collins, Chris Dunn, Brandon Ingram. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Kyle Kuzma, Donovan Mitchell, Dennis Smith, Jason Stadium, Jason Tatum, and Torian Prince. So no, apparently De'Aaron Fox has not been invited. That's crap. 
Well, you, there's potentially three people on that roster that won't be playing. So there's that. That is true. So you you never know. He might get a late invite. I would. I'm shocked that he's not on that team. But, I know. Uh, I'm also surprised Ben Simmons is participating in the world team um, thing. I mean, he. I don't know. I just feel like he needs to be. And Joel Embiid too. Like I. I don't know. Like. I feel like he's he's. This will be like the first time anyone's played in like a rookie game and an All Star game, right? Uh, yeah, because the year that LeBron was a rookie, he didn't make the All-Star team. He didn't? Okay. And then, and then Tim Duncan made it his first year, mm-hmm. but he didn't play in the game. Yeah, I, actually, I'm sorry. So, I believe Blake Griffin's rookie year, which was technically his second year, um, I think he played in the All-Star game, too. Because he, he, he was in a dunk contest, him and Wall dominated the rookie-sophomore game. Okay, so he did that. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, All right. so there's that. All right, man, let's talk about the three-point contest. Um, a lot of good players in there this year. Yeah, it's going to be like fun. It. I'm really excited for it. So for those participants, we have defending champion Eric Gordon, former winner Clay Thompson, Bradley Beal, Paul George, Kyle Lowry, Devin Booker, Wayne Ellington, and Tobias Harris. That's a good group, man. That's going to be a lot of fun sharpshooters. Um, yes. I'm really excited that Tobias Harris is in it as a Clipper, just like I'm excited Larry Dance Jr. is yeah. in the dunk contest as a Cavalier. Yes, because, yes. <laughs> welcome to getting traded. I guess we put you in, so we're going to have you stay there. Uh, well, I, I almost feel like uh, All-Star Weekend should have some sort of player represent a team, no matter what. Like baseball has? Like baseball has, yeah. I think that's, I think that's fair. Um, you know, that's why I'm glad Spencer Dinwiddie is in this in this turn because there's nothing, there's no other Nets playing in this thing. Yeah, in general, I mean, that that was that was really cool. You know that they put him in there. You know, and it's it's cool to see you know Tobias Harris and Lou Williams from the Clippers. Um, you know, Wayne Ellington from the Heat. I mean, it's uh, they're kind of spicing it up a little bit. So it's it, it's good. They're really trying to get as many people involved as they can this year. I'm really surprised Josh Richardson from the Heat wasn't invited to this because he's been their best player for like a little bit of a stretch now. Yes. Yes. So, three-point contest. I think right now the favorite is Clay Thompson. I feel, that obviously makes sense. But I'm going to go with my boy Devin Booker to win this one, man. I think that this is going to be his night to... Not that he hasn't already proved himself to the world, but he's going to, put, he's going to make a name for himself quite a bit in this, in this contest. Remember last year, Eric Gordon's going to win. Remember last year, I picked Kyrie, and if it wasn't for the yeah. shootout with Eric Gordon, he would have won. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Kyrie, I think would probably win if he was in there this year. Yeah, probably. Probably, yeah. He's just he's he's really shot well this year. So I'm going to go with Eric Gordon again, though, because I just I, I, he's he's incredible. He is fun. Uh, so I, I think that that's going to be uh, pretty good. I think it's going to be fun, man. I'm actually really looking forward. This is the most I've been looking forward to All Star Weekend in a while. Yes, um, we got in a couple of years, man. We're gonna have it in Indy, so I know that's gonna be phenomenal. <laughs> Gosh, I yeah, I might have to refinance my mortgage for that. I, I don't think you will. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then obviously there's the dunk contest, which is the event of All Star Weekend. It's the most talked about. Uh, last year's was a little stagnant. I did love Derek Jones Jr., but um, you know he didn't win it. So this year we have. The guy I picked to win it in Summer League, if you remember, Sean, Dennis <laughs> Smith Jr. Yes. We have Donovan Mitchell, who I think is a total dark horse to win the whole thing. Um, let's see here who else we, we have. We, Aaron Gordon was in, but he, he decided to back out, which Sal D. Mitch got in. Um, Larry Nance Jr., of the now, now of the Cleveland Cavaliers. And Victor Oladipo's in it, who is, can throw it down. Um... So, actually, right now, Lou Will is the odds on favorite to win the skills contest, in case you have betting odds in this. Lou, Lou Will, huh? Mm-hmm. Huh. So, with that being said, man, this dunk contest is pretty loaded also, uh, between those guys I just named. I can't change it now. If I picked it then and it's happening, i got to stick with it, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right, because, I mean, he wasn't a shoe in to actually get in the contest, so... He's there, so you got to stick with it. Yeah, I think he's going to do something fun. He's going to have some really enter- something really entertaining. So I'm going to stick with my boy D. Smith. 
Okay, okay. I'm gonna go with Victor Oladipo. Uh, he's just, I mean, he's got a chip on his shoulder this year, man. The, I like that. The year he puts Indiana on the map again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know what's funny is NBA 2K, I was looking at Donovan uh, Mitchell's uh, dunk rating on that game, and uh, I'm in the middle of a season, so it hasn't updated from, obviously, a couple months ago. So, his dunk rating is like a 70. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I'm sure they've upped it since then, but he is not like a high flyer on the game. You know who the best dunker on, on 2K18 is? Uh, Aaron Gordon. No. Derek Jones Jr. No. LeBron. No. Russell Westbrook. No. Uh, Larry Nance Jr. No. I give up who? Glenn Robinson III. Oh, because he won the dunk contest last year? Yes, and his, his vertical is like a 99 on the game. <laughs> he can literally dunk over top of everyone. He's, he's the most fun player to play with on that game. He also shoots threes. Yeah, I need to trade for him. I always trade for Malik Monk because even though he's been bad in the NBA, he's a sharpshooter in that game. He's a sharpshooter. Exactly. Exactly. Well, if, you, if, you, if you're feeling crazy, if you want a guy who can do just hit every, almost every three-point shot and literally dunk on probably anyone, like I ended up getting him over uh, Paul George, just dunked right over top of him. So, Glenn Robinson the third. I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> why is he not? In, why is he not in this dunk contest this year? He's hurt. Okay. And Old Depot's representing. Okay. 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 <laughs> yeah. So that's cool. That brings us to, of course, the infamous All Star Game of East versus West. Wait. Wait a second. No. Nope. Nope, not anymore. No, it's not. We have the two greatest All Star Game rosters maybe ever. Well, before all of LeBron's team got hurt. But I am stoked for this man. I am really excited for. A team of LeBron James, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving together. I am really excited for Giannis, Steph Curry, James Harden, and DeMar DeRozan. Um, we're going to see Westbrook and, and Durant on the same team. We're going to see Kyrie and LeBron on the same team. Um, I'm, I'm stoked for it. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be really entertaining. I am still sticking with the LeBron team to win because even with the injuries, you're going to have at one point your forwards are going to be LeBron and Anthony Davis on the floor at the same time. So, finally, how many alley oops are those two going to have that are going to look disgusting? Uh, it's it's going to. Is this the year we break the two hundred point barrier? Um, I think so. I know that. Like, you think so? Yeah, we've been talking about it for a couple of years. I know that a lot of people were saying that, like a lot of the players were saying this was the year they were really going to compete and bring it back, but I don't believe that. No, not at all. Um, I think there will be some. I mean, I think there will be some defense played at some points in the game. But no way. Um, you know, they're gonna. it's going to be the typical All-Star game where it's going to be a lot of flash and dash. Um, MVP. I am going to go on a limb here. I know he's won it already once before. But I think Kyrie Irving's going to get MVP. I think that, you know, I don't necessarily think he quote-unquote misses playing with LeBron. But I think that we're going to have some reminiscing. And I'm going to get romantic when I watch those two together again. <laughs> I'm going to shed grown man tears when Kyrie and LeBron connect on an alley-oop. Um, it's going to be really cute, and I'm going to cry so much with, like, a pillow over me, like I'm single on Valentine's Day. I think I think LeBron probably really respects Kyrie Irving a lot right now, though. Oh, for sure, man. For I sure. Mean, him him wanting to get off a team with the best player in the world, like, you got to feel a slight diss, obviously. Actually, it's a huge diss, but at the same time, it's like, this guy wants to go out on his own. He wants to be you! Yeah, absolutely. So, and... I, I mean, I was, I was salty. I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah. But then the more I was like, the more I thought about it, the more I was watching him, and I was like, okay, we're cool, Kyrie. I get it. And especially because the Cavs were being, were like, god-awful for that, for like a, two months there. Yes. And I was like, okay, Kyrie, I see what you were saying all along. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, man, I, I'm really pumped for that. What about you? Who do you got for MVP? Uh, I'm actually going to go with LeBron. Are you? I am. One one last MVP because he, he won't win the league MVP. He's, he's my he's my dark horse. <laughs> <laughs> I can see Giannis winning it. Oh yeah, Giannis. Yeah, that's someone we're totally discounting. <laughs> yeah. Why is that guy not in the dunk contest? Why is he not in the three point contest? Why is he not in the skills contest? Same reason LeBron never did the dunk contest. Oh, well, that was stupid. I remember that one year he said he was going to do it and he didn't. Right. 
God, don't tease us like that, LeBron. He'd probably still win. I know. I think, no, you know what it is? He'd probably end up losing to some young guy. He doesn't want to lose to anybody at this point. Well, yeah, do you remember there was that, uh, there was that stuff about um, Jordan Crawford dunked on him in that pickup game, and there was video of oh, it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and he was like, make sure that doesn't get out to anybody. Oh, yeah, Nike confiscated the tape, man. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's why uh, Mr. Jordan Crawford barely plays basketball. He was... He's been... He's been blacklisted. He was with the uh, Pelicans for a little bit this year. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. You know also, another former Bull. <laughs> and former Xavier Musketeer. And a favorite. Yes, yes. So, here's a funny story about him before we get to the, um, before we get to the, some more news. Um, I don't know if you remember, but before he was at Xavier, he played at Indiana. And he was part of the Indiana team that was really, really good that Kelvin Sampson got in a lot of trouble to where Indiana basketball just died. Yeah. Um, so I loved his brother Joe. Joe played at Kentucky. I don't know if you remember. He played for the Lakers for a little bit too. Joe Crawford. Um, yes. Yes. And I, I loved Joe at, at Kentucky. And I thought, I mean, he was he was supposed to be like this big time player, and he never really lived up to it. Him and Azabuki were supposed to be like their next great like slasher combo, and that never worked out. Um, I think they went to the Elite Eight one year and lost to Tom Izzo. Um, but they Indiana played Kentucky. At, at uh in Indiana, God, was, is free, that's not Freedom Hall. I can't remember what their arena is called. I'm, that's terrible of me because that's one of the most famous basketball arenas in the world. And Jordan threw down a dunk on his brother, like disgusting, like the one that Jeremy Grant threw on Jaron this year in the Thunder Bulls game. And the whole student section at IU started chanting, "Jordan's better." <laughs> <laughs> that's wonderful. Yes. Love that. So that was that's my Jordan Crawford story. Other than he almost took Xavier to the Final Four, and that was awesome. That, that's a good one. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about some other stuff going on in the league real quick before we get to impress, depress. Obviously, um, I'm just going to come out right with it. I find it hilarious that people are pissed off at Steve Kerr. <laughs> that was awesome. Like. <laughs> One. Steve Kerr is like the ultimate trolling coach. <laughs> like he just <laughs> oh. he's 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 great, dude. So for those who don't know what we're talking about, uh, an encounter last night. I call it an encounter because it wasn't much of a basketball game between the Golden State Warriors and the Phoenix Suns. Steve Kerr in the during the timeouts gave the clipboard to Andre Iguodala and Draymond Green and had them call plays and coach the team during timeouts. This led to some Phoenix Suns saying that that was really disrespectful. I, me, (laughs) Mr. Warrior Hater, laughed my ass off at Steve Kerr making that move because Kerr is a G and he's awesome. And his point being that his team is just tired of hearing his voice. He's tired of his voice. And I, I, I laughed so hard at that because... They're still, like, the best record in basketball. And, you know, if you're the Suns and you're mad about it, get better. Yeah. Well, they have Alfred Payton now, (laughs) who is now a fantasy god because Devin Booker is also out right now. So. Dishes the Booker all night. Yeah. Yeah. I actually like him there, honestly. That's like one trade that we're not talking about, but I think I think that's going to help them a lot because they did not have a point guard. Right. Ever since Eric Bledsoe was gone, they were just kind of winging it. So they do have a point guard. So, but man, the Suns are a mess. They're pretty bad. They are terrible. They are so bad. Mm-hmm. Get your shit together, Phoenix. <laughs> that's never going to happen. <laughs> Prime. Prime future MVP Charles Barkley is not walking through the door. That's true. He is not. So yeah. So did did you think it to be a big deal at all? You know, did you did you find? I mean, or did you just find it as funny as I did? Oh, the the Steve Kerr thing. Uh, no, it was. I I think they blew it out of proportion. I mean, it it was funny, and they just mopped the floor with that team because they're trash. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think getting mopped by that team just shows you how much trash they are just over and over again. They will dominate you as hard as they can, and they won't let off the gas pedal. Right. And just because. So, and it's good for the Warriors, too, 
because you can work out things that you typically wouldn't. You could try different things, you know, that you typically can't try out on good teams. Yeah, for know? sure. You know, so it's uh, it's it's something that was pretty funny. So I, I I applaud Steve Kerr with everything he's ever done. He's wonderful. Well, you know, I th- I'm pretty sure that Steve Kerr's motto is once a decade. I'm once a decade. I'm gonna ruin the Suns. <laughs> He already did that once. Yep, and then ten years later, he did it again. <laughs> uh, I love Steve Kerr. He's the man. Uh, He's the man. All right, man. So let's get into our impress and depress. And I'll go and get started with my impress, man. I guess I'll keep it where I was earlier in the show. Um, you know, we've talked a lot about these moves the Cavs have made, um, and all these players are playing better. They're in good situations. We barely talked about how good Rodney Hood's going to be on that team, but. With that being said, I'm going to talk about J.R. Smith finding his shot again because yes. he has been on a tear for about a, about a week and a half now. Um, I know the Cavs have won three straight. They're winning games, obviously, and they're playing well so far. Uh, they're playing right now with OKC, and it's a fun back-and-forth game, a lot different than the previous OKC game a few weeks ago. Um, JR's found a shot again. He's hitting those ridiculous one-out-of-nowhere shots where he's falling in the corner all the way. You know, He looks like Earl again. Oh, he's throwing down ridiculous dunks on Aaron Baines and staring him down, too. Yes. Yeah. What about you, man? What's impressing you? I'm going to go with Zach Levine, dude. Yeah. I mean, he's just been balling the last couple games. 21 points against the, the Clippers with nine rebounds, four assists, 27 points against the Sacramento Kings, 35 points against his old team. That was a statement win, by the oh, way. Oh, for sure. For sure. And then last night wins the game for the Bulls. They blow an 18-point lead. He scores 18 points, seven rebounds, five assists, has the go-away steal and dunk that wins the game for them. He's playing out of his mind. Yeah, he is. And I mean, I mean, for a guy coming back from an ACL injury, he looks pretty good. I know. Like, I mean, he looks legitimately still, like, he doesn't look like he's really missed quite a step, especially since they've upped his minutes. He's looked really good, and I am, I mean... This is his contract year, so I mean, is he max worthy? Yeah, you think so? Uh, yeah, I think so, man. I think especially for a young team that's putting together their core group for the future, they have more cap space than any team in the NBA, I believe, right now. Yeah, but that's fine because I don't want them to spend big money on free agents. No, but you can spend it on Zach Levine. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You can spend it on Zach Levine. You can start planning for marketing when his rookie contra- when his rookie option comes up. Um, I mean, do you do you think that you can trade for Mal- will- you can trade for Malik Monk and see if you can revitalize him like you did Chris Dunn? Gosh, that would be so fun. I want that so to you're, happen. You're, that's that's a lot of fun stuff right there. Yeah. Do you think uh, you think Robin Lopez gets the boot this summer? Yeah, I do. Um, I think out of respect more than anything. Um, yeah. I think that they're going to give him a chance to go play for a winning team. I'm shocked he wasn't traded, honestly. But yes. then again, I think they went, we don't want to put the ball in Felicio's hands. Or uh, Omar Ashik's. Yeah, you're right. I, <laughs> I keep forgetting about Omar Ashik. I think Omar Ashik is forgetting he's a bull at this point. Yeah. Where am I again? So. Oh, yeah. All right, so um, all right, so that brings us to depressing. And, Sean, I talked about this last week, so I don't keep mean to beat a dead horse. But I am starting to get more and more worried about the Boston Celtics. Uh, it seems like yeah. ever since London, something has gone awry with them. Um, they, you know, obviously they were just playing out of their mind for a long time there, but it looks like they've come back down to earth. Uh, Kyrie's still being great, but you're starting to see the youth of that team really kick in a little bit, besides him and Horford, obviously. Um, so, and you saw a lot of bad things in that Cavs game. You know, yes. I get it. You know, they, they've, they've played this well this song without Gordon Hayward, but at some point, you, you had to think it was going to catch up to them, and it's starting to look like it is. Do I think they're going to be better in May? Absolutely. But I think right now I, I tilt the scale more towards Cleveland than I do them. Yeah, I uh, I would definitely I – would, I would have tilted Cleveland even if the trade wouldn't have happened, honestly, just because the Celtics have kind of – like you said, it seems like they've lost a little bit of something there. Yeah, they have. I mean, they've already won 40 games this this year so far. That's pretty damn good. For sure. 
They're they're playing they're they're overachieving quite a bit. Next year they're going to get a guy named Gordon Hayward as well. Yeah. So I mean we're all kind of forgetting about that I think, and that's really going to make them a lot of fun. Don't forget they have like eight thousand draft picks too. So. Yeah, they do. They do. I mean their their main one is gone, but that's okay. They got Kyrie Irving. He's pretty good. Yeah, they're going to get Anthony Davis at some point. I, it's wild to me that the Toronto Raptors have the best record right now. They're so the good. They are good. They are good. They've won five straight. So, I mean, it's uh, they are, they're hitting on all cylinders right now. That's awesome. Dwayne Casey has figured out that space that he, you know, it seems like he had issues with for a while. And yeah. we always said that DeMar DeRozan would be one of the ten most dangerous players in the league if he can get a three-point shot. And then he went and got one. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. So, what's got you sad? Um, I'm going to go with the Knicks, man. <laughs> I mean, they just lost their best player, and they're just going to be on a downward trajectory. This is going to, they're going to be part of Tankapalooza 2018. Yep. Let's kind of talk about the teams that are going to be part of this Tankapalooza. Okay. Hawks? Yep. Definitely. Magic? Yep. Bulls? Yep. Knicks? Yep. Then we're going to go out to the West. Phoenix, they're doing a hell of a job. <laughs> yeah. They're doing a hell of a job. They, they probably bought uh, the rights to Tankathon. They probably did. Uh, Memphis? Yeah, I think so. Memphis, yep. Kings and Mavericks. Dude. These are these are your 8 or 9 Tankapalooza 2018 <laughs> team members. How fun is Trey Young going to be in the garden next year when the Knicks draft him and he has this nice oh where he goes off? God, God. It... <sighs> I just, I just want to see Porzingis get someone to help him out. Yeah, I think, I think Nito is pretty good, but I don't think he's at that point. Um, they're gonna, they're gonna have some cap space too. Yeah. So Moutier's good, so, but he's not yeah. great. Yeah. So, I mean, it's gonna be a lot. I, you know, the the Lakers have done really well lately. We talked about that last week, I believe. Mm-hmm. They were they're they're seven and three in the last ten. Brandon Ingram has just been on fire. Lately, and uh, let's see here. They are currently. They're not going to make the playoffs. They're seven games out of the playoffs, so that's probably not going to happen. Yeah, I think it will end up being pretty good for them the rest of the year. Yes, he will be a stat stuffer the rest of the year. However, it is they are empty stats. Yeah, for sure. So, which is which is sad to say, but it's. I don't know. I don't. Who who resign? Who signs him next year? I think the Lakers can sign him to a one year deal next year. Honestly. God, another one year? Dude, he's not going to get that Brinks truck. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's crazy to me because he was, you know, if he would have played out this well with the Cavs, we wouldn't even be talking about this. I mean, right. he'd be getting you know, some serious double digits this this summer, but it's not going to happen. Yeah, did you see that whole report apparently that he didn't like LeBron because apparently LeBron talked down to him? Well, literally. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, uh, what about this? I know we're a little over time, but, um, Paul George watch. Yes. I think it's starting to look more and more like he's really loving Oklahoma. Yeah, he's not going anywhere. And and there's already rumors that he's committed to the front office, that he's going to stay. Because I knew when they said, like, he said something about when Russ signed his extension that he just made his decision a lot easier. Yeah. So, I don't blame him either, because they're, yeah, they're good. Yeah, I think uh, I think it would be in Paul George's best interest to to stay on the Oklahoma City Thunder right now. I agree. I mean, and not only that, Russ has got his back. Yeah. I mean, they're they're just they're so fun. So you know, and he's he's back in that you know cutthroat mode right now where he's actually like hitting shots and just taking over games and everything. So. He looks like he did before he broke his leg. He looks yes, you're completely right. A miraculous comeback too for him because yeah, that was that was really brutal. Yeah, and uh, I mean he's 27. I mean he's not super young, but to see him playing uh, after that injury and playing this well, it's, he's he's doing really really well. I'm happy for him, and I really hope he stays in OKC. Yeah. All right, last question before we get out of here: Dwayne Wade next year, Miami or China? Uh, he's just. I think he's just going to retire. You think he's not going to play next year? No, I I don't. I mean, he. It sounded like you know he was. He said that he was going to come back to Miami to you know finish out his career, and I I just 
I don't even want to see him come back next year, honestly. Now, if he wants to go do Team Banana Boat, I'm, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it, because we've been wanting it for a while. We've been wanting it for a long while, so... If it happens, it happens. But if not, I think he should just go ahead and retire. I mean, he's back in Miami. The guy's... He's one of the best shooting guards of all time. He had a great run. The dude's won, what, three titles? Yep. So... Hell of a run. He is the... And the Cavs win one this year. He'll get a ring, too, technically. Yes. So, I mean, he's he's just... He's had a hell of a career. I think I think with the injuries and, and the loss of speed and everything, I just don't, I don't think his heart's really in it right now anymore. No, but he looks so happy. He oh, looks well, so happy in Miami. Well, once again, Cleveland in February, Miami in February. Right. That... that with, That's how I'm gonna feel this weekend <laughs> with Eric, with Eric Spolstra. <laughs> oh, oh, last topic. I'm sorry. I keep thinking of topics I want to discuss. Uh, I know, listeners. I'm sorry. Stefan Marbury has officially retired after 22 years of professional basketball. So, is he? What is Stefan Marbury's legacy to you? Is it young Minnesota point guard with KG? Is it New Jersey Nets fill in for Jason Kidd? Is it? Or is it he went to China? Uh, I think it's uh, it's Stephen Barry's. Yeah, man. <laughs> no, Stephon Marbury was was great in his day. He, uh, the fact that he was cool, he was able to go over to China, win some titles. I think that that was cool, and the fact that he played till he was forty was pretty awesome. For sure. So he found he you know, and he had a lot of problems in the NBA, but uh, I always I I always thought it was cool that he. I know it sounds silly now, but the fact that he sold shoes for $22, $25 at Stephen Barry's, I, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I think Ben Walsh did too. He did. Yes, Alex actually owned those. We actually went up there. We we both went up to buy Starberries together after I read about them, and they weren't terrible basketball shoes by any stretch. Um, and then Alex went back up to get the Big Bens. <laughs> and uh, and I, I was... They, they were pretty ugly. Yeah, they were. <laughs> they were pretty ugly. But uh, but congrats, Steph. Great career. Yeah, for sure. So let everyone know what's going on because, you know, like we've talked about throughout the show. We're, we're going to be going on an All-Star weekend ourselves. Yeah, we're, t- we're going to be off next week. All-Star break. Yeah, we're going to have a break next week unless something ridiculous happens like a crazy injury or, you know, Lonzo Ball's dad finally doesn't talk. I don't know. If some, <laughs> but with Alex, you know, Alex taking care of his newborn baby. I am getting ready to move to my house, and Sean will be in Florida next week. We are not going to be here next week, so everyone enjoy the time away from us. Have a good one, and we'll come back and talk about the All Star Weekend uh, the following week. We'll kind of yeah do a quick follow up on it. So. Absolutely. So everyone, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, forty eight minutes, five stars. You know where we be. Have a good one. <laughs>